Guys, it's Jimmy here. I'm with Brad. What we're going to be covering is setting up an online fitness business. Really, really important coming into December, right? For all the gym owners, boot camp owners, having an online option is a smart move. But also overall, I think running an online fitness business is an incredibly smart move because of a couple of reasons we'll dive in, we'll dive into in a moment. Um, Brad, mate, what's your kind of experience with running and setting up an online business? Because you did it quite quickly in like a week, didn't you? Yeah. And like anyone, like in COVID, we had to adapt quickly. So obviously having a facility um, in Perth, we were kind of behind everything in the Eastern States, right? So luckily um, we could sort of have a bit of foresight what was coming. So we knew we had to transition very quickly, not to launch a new business, but how we could keep our current clients training so we could keep essentially getting paid. Um, and that's yeah. exactly what we're going to be going through you know, during this episode, because the same is going to happen as we roll into December, where we're going to have people looking to suspend or go away on holidays. So how can we not only keep them training and keep the results happening, but how can we make sure that we we keep our debits live um, across that time? But I think the yeah. biggest thing is make sure we're getting the clients the results still. And that's how we had to adapt so quickly. Yeah, and I think like a lot of the fitness business owners, when they adapted through the lockdowns and stuff like that, they set up a really substandard online product with those funky workouts with trainers doing push-ups and squats and stuff. And I'm sorry for anyone who's running those. I just think they absolutely suck. Um, it's so bad. Like you're competing against like Peloton and Chris Hemsworth apps, you're just going to get smoked. So I, I, I definitely don't think that's a good way, which a lot of people did. But what we're going to cover is setting up an online business a proper way. Um, Brad did his in a week. Um, we were able to set up um, my wife. So we just got like a basic program started in about 24 to 48 hours. Um, but some of the, the big benefits is you're able to train anyone anywhere in the world, which is absolutely, absolutely massive. So if you set it up correctly, you're going to set it up initially just to look after your current members, but then be able to train anyone anywhere in the world is pretty cool. Have you had any international clients or anything like that, Brad? It's it's funny because with um you know, with Andrew Tate being who he is, and I, you know what colour is your what <laughs> colour is your G, baby? What colour is your Bugatti? <laughs> I actually trained. I actually trained a lady who owned a Bugatti dealership in in America. Oh, you told so, me that. So yeah, yeah, so very very lovely lovely lady. Um, and so we essentially when we launched our online business, we started it to look after our current clients, but. The people I was working with at the, at the time suggested I actually go and launch it into America uh, because you can do different things with Facebook ads. So I actually launched my program initially for, for women um, in the US, and that's how we grew our online business um, through through COVID. Yeah. And I think just being able to train anywhere in the world, especially if you're doing organic marketing, and of course, we won't cover paid ads too much at, at the moment, so it's an initial setup. Um, but it just gives you so many options. And one of the big upsides as well is the massively high profit margins. I think Trent, um, so Trent's pulling in 25 a month. And is he profiting 22? Is that right? That's a crazy I think, money. I think he runs at about 97.5% profit <laughs> from, from memory. He's like, he has he has himself a laptop um, and a VA and he like his, his trainerized. And trainerized. That's it. Exactly. 
And then obviously the big one, guys, is it'll help limit the suspensions, which is going to happen. And it's like a logical thing for people, right? Like um, I live in Sydney, so my gym around here, and then I usually go to Tamworth in the country um, during during Christmas. So obviously I'm going to suspend for two weeks. And Brad, do you travel anywhere for Chris or do you kind of hang around Perth mainly? Yeah, I kind of hang around Perth mainly because that's where my family is. But I think the biggest reason that there is so many suspensions through Christmas is because people don't know what to do. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm not coming to the club. You don't offer anything. I'll just suspend. And a lot of gym owners just roll over and they're like, oh, well, yeah, I have nothing to offer you while you're away. So I guess I'll just suspend you for the for the time. So this is why like, my big belief is that if you can create some sort of training program that can keep people doing the bare minimum. And again, through Christmas, it's not about getting clients amazing results. Okay. Mm. It's about minimizing the damage because you know, statistically, we know people gain three to five kilos over Christmas. Now, you know, a lot of that's water and carb intake and all that sort of stuff, but it also has a mental effect on their, you know, their headspace in regards to the results they've been getting. So if we can keep clients moving and training and somewhat conscious of what they're putting in their mouth through that season, it means yep. they're going to kick off the new year in a lot better framework than where they were if they didn't. 100%, 100%. And, you know, with a lot of the cancels, is it's like literally a logical decision. If you don't have an option for them, they're, of course, they're going to suspend or potentially cancel. So the big outcome that we want from you, you guys today... <laughs> is to actually create an option for them, right? And But it doesn't have to be the world's best online program. It just has to be good enough to, what, to get you started or what you call a lot in business, a minimum viable product that you're proud of, right? Something that you can put to the market because the more that you run this, obviously it gets better and better and better. Now, as, a, as an app, there's thousands out there that you can use for training. I see apps all the time. Um, the one that we use the most is, is, is Trainerize. Um, purely because we just know how to use it so we can coach our clients on how to use it. Um, have you used any other apps or, or training you know, principles in the past that have helped? Yeah, I've used a couple of different apps. Um, Trainerize is definitely probably one of the most user-friendly for both the coach and, and the client. Um, I like Trainerize. And also True Coach, very, very yep. similar in regards to capabilities. Again, for me, it's all about what can I use efficiently to get the message across to my client? What's yep. going to be easy for my client to use? Because again, if you make things too complicated, it's another barrier to stop them from doing it when they could be out having beers with their friends or they could be out doing something else. And I think, you know, you nailed it. So what's the minimum viable product? Again, you know, through, through Christmas especially, people are probably going to be a bit more chaotic with their lives because they're visiting family and they're on holiday. So, how can you make really effective 30 to 45 minute workouts with someone that has essentially no equipment, depending on where they're going, and someone that has access to a training facility, again, depending on where they're going and having these yep. options. So again, it doesn't have to be the world's most complicated workout. It just needs something that's going to keep them moving and get them somewhat of a baseline result. Yeah, and on the on the training system, so we're interesting what you did, but um, we just implemented the same system which we used in the gyms, which was 
um, four, four workouts per week. And we just had an option of body weight or weighted um, workouts as the two options in case they had access to a gym. Um, and then outside of that, we recommend doing 45 minutes of training on your off days, whether it's surfing, running, walking, bike riding, playing tennis, whatever it is. Um, and those training programs, when you're initially set it up, did you pro- did you guys program for four weeks or six weeks or how did you do your training blocks? Yeah, so we programmed all of ours for, we were actually five weeks. So a five-week five training block because <laughs> um, we ran essentially 15-week cycles in our gym and we do a strength testing every 15 weeks. So that's how we we ran it. So again, the first week, people are kind of finding their groove with it and then it's like four weeks of training. So yep. we would obviously change rep ranges and change uh, working volume and things. So the first week was kind of gauging where they were at from their previous program getting the weights right, and then we could you know, progressively overload them from there with a solid four-week training block. Yeah, so we we did four-week training blocks that worked well for us. And um, guys, as direct, as direct as this sounds, if you don't know how to write a five-week block or a four-week block, you probably shouldn't be listening to this episode and you probably should learn how to become a personal trainer first. Like, I absolutely hate it when people come, they join the inner circle about how do I get leads and sales? And the next question is, how do I program for a client? And I'm like, I think the industry's got so messed up in that way, Brad, where people think about starting a business before coming a good personal trainer. So that's a bit of a personal vibe. Do you have the same feeling? It's just embarrassing. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's kind of the it's kind of the downside of the industry that we're in, right? The barrier to entry is so low. And anyone that's been around for some time now realizes that the the current certification that you can get essentially is like this is how you write a very basic program. Which mm. is is fine, but only only train people that you essentially are competent to work with. And this is why I always say, you know, you don't need to have a nutrition degree to speak mm. to someone who has a how to how to eat more protein. But you also, if you want to speak to people like how to write a fully detailed nutrition plan, you need to have that nutrition degree. So work with mm. the people that you can get results with the education that you have. Yeah. So whatever, if you do four-week blocks, five-week blocks, six-week blocks, you want to have your own training methodology. And I'll tell you a secret. It all works if you believe in it and people follow it, right? There's some that are better than others. We won't go into the detailedness of programming um, because we're getting a big argument together. Just have a system that you would back and that you would put someone you love and care about on backing that it will get results. And for the people that you're training, which is general population, that's more than enough. But then within your trainer eyes, guys, what you've really got to focus is what type of nutrition coaching or accountability are you adding in? And again, there's a lot of different ways to do this, but the biggest difference that I found between running an online business and a face-to-face business is actually the communication and accountability. There's actually a lot more accountability in an online program than there is in a bricks and mortar facility because after sometimes in bricks and mortar, um, the accountability would kind of, you know, fall through a little bit, um, but it's very systemized in an online business, which I love. And Brad, in your online businesses and things that you've seen, how do you kind of keep clients accountable um, in an online environment, especially using an app like Trainerize where you can only like message and send videos and things like that? Yeah. So messages, messages are super easy. So putting some time again as a coach in your diary each week just to reach out to those clients. And again, it's about compliance, you know, making yep. it simple enough. Again, the, the program that gets the best compliance gets the best results. First and foremost, whether it's training, nutrition, business, anything, if you can get the person compliant the most, they're going to get the best results. So for me, it's what if they're not uploading their nutrition, for example, if they're 
using their macro calculator, just sending them a message. Hey, Jimmy, notice you didn't log your food yesterday. Is everything all good? So a way to obviously track whatever way you're holding them accountable and then a simple way to make contact. So obviously through your training apps, you can message. You might prefer just to message on Facebook or text message. It's up to you. A lot of the apps now, you can do it directly inside the app. It's really easy. Um, And just you can have, again, text message templates if you like. But the thing is, if they don't reply to those messages, this is where it gets more important. Like if they don't reply in the app, what's your next step? Yeah. Because if people are away and they're out of you know, cell reception or their Wi-Fi may be down, like, are you text messaging them? Are you Facebooking them? What else are you doing to layer in the accountability? Yeah, 100%. And guys, as, as like a simple flow, um, what we did is um, a message on Tuesday and also on Friday um, within the app. And then we also had like a weekly check-in where they'll get little loom videos and things all within the app. So again, it doesn't have to be perfect at the start. You've just got to make sure that you're keeping your clients accountable. And then when you start to troubleshoot things like, oh my God, Jimmy didn't reply to my message on Tuesday and Friday, right? That's where you can text message, potentially call, maybe send a message on social media. You got to start to like think outside the box um, because usually people fall off online programs from lack of engagement, e.g. they're not using it. And of course, in accountability, you're going to be checking that they're doing their workouts, maybe a little bit of video feedback um, on any of their lifts and a few particulars like that. But essentially, guys, the more that you care and the more that you pay attention to your clients, the better results that you will get in an online business, but especially a face-to-face location as well. And mate, just finally piecing this together is, um, you know, when you set up your online business, you had a couple of coaches. And um, when we set up um, our one with my wife, we had a coach. Where do you, how did a coach really benefit you when you were initially setting up your online business rather than doing it alone? I think for me, because the coaches were like in the position I was, the coaches were doing the coaching. So yep. they ha- have the relationship with the clients generally, um, but they're also writing the programs for the rest of the training facility. So the brick and mortar, they were writing the program. So it was very similar programming we we're using for our online clients, just, you know, regress for body weight based on equipment. Or if it was in the gym, we might have tailored it depending on what they had. But it also freed me up to oversee everything um, because we launched our business again during difficult times. So through COVID and also through Christmas. So I was focused on the overall health of the business. So making sure online was doing well and the team was supported, making sure the marketing was going well and the sales team was supported, making sure that the brick and mortar was doing well and the team there was supported. And I didn't want anything to slip through the cracks. Now, Mm. if I didn't have the team that was there, I would obviously looked after it myself, but I would have made sure I blocked out time in my calendar to look after those clients. Because one thing that we've noticed with the people that do come on and want to launch online businesses, because these people aren't in your face, sometimes they can slip through the cracks. Because generally, if someone's, you know, someone's in your face every day in the facility, you remember them. You remember their face. You see them in class. They're a lot more engaged. You can tend to let the people that are online slip through the cracks a little bit. So I think the biggest thing for us was by me giving a dedicated coach that responsibility, we made sure no one slipped through the cracks because that was their whole responsibility where I knew if I tried to manage it, things may have slipped through. But what did did you guys do over in, in your business, Jimmy? Well, we just leveraged through the coaches we had because our full-time staff members and 
you know, by the time that, you know, we set this up is we were, I was so far beyond training at that stage. I hadn't been a coach in about two years. Right. So it's, it's funny now is like, I've forgotten even the most basic fundamentals of, you know, a lot of things I'd brush up on it really quickly, but we just gave it to our coaches because they're better at coaching than what the owners were at the stage. Cause that's what they do every day. They wake up, they think about getting results, about keeping their clients accountable. And it was all a part of their role. So um, it was just an easier way for us to to do it rather than restudying programming and nutrition again, um, just because I'd stopped it like two years earlier. Yeah, and what are what are some things that your your team sort of noticed, Jimmy, in regards to, I suppose the compliance around the training and nutrition. What are some things, I suppose, or indicators that your team looked for, do you think, for people that were starting to get a bit disengaged, which it can happen in the online space? Yeah. So there was always a couple of trends of like people marking off their workouts, like really, really religiously. And then it would kind of die off of, you know, not completing their workouts within trader eyes, not tracking their weights and things like that. Um, But one of the things as well that we found was people would ask for a lot of feedback at the initial part of a program on certain lifts, and then that would kind of die off. Um, But generally it was just a client communication went from like a lot um, like all within reason. Um, and then it kind of like just pilted down really quickly to sometimes nothing. They went a bit hot and cold. Um, so we were just always kind of tra- uh, tracking those um, communication habits um, between us reaching out. But a really good sign in a coaching relationship is actually the client reaching out to you for feedback or questions. Um, and that's usually when, um, I'm not sure if it's the same, it went from really hot, like communicating a lot to like just dying and um, they're not being much at times. So we're just kind of looking at that communication cadence mostly. Yeah. And I think it's, and that's the thing, it's noticing the, the trends of what's happening. So if you notice the messages are coming from, you know, two to three times a week to to once a week to, to nothing, it's a lot of times because it's online, they'll just send a text message. Oh, Jimmy didn't reply to my text. I texted him yep. Thursday. He didn't reply to my text. It's like, well, if this person was in your brick and mortar, what would you be doing? Like mm. pick up your phone, ring your client, make sure they're okay. Because the the training not getting done, maybe because they're sick, something's happened in their life. It there may be something else going on. But this is just a side effect of that. But I think a lot of people because online, I just text him through the app or I send him a I send him a DM on Facebook. It's like, well, that's all good and well. But if this person was face to face, like what would you be doing? You'd be calling them. You'd be going yeah. through all these other steps. And I think the same has to roll over when you launch an online business because these people are still paying you for uh, for a result. They're yep. not paying you for a text message. They're paying you for a result. And if they're not doing the program, they're not going to get the result. A hundred percent. And look, guys, with your online business, if you are unsure or anything like that, we do highly recommend working with our friend Dylan Fowler, um, who's an absolute expert in this. Um, he's coached hundreds of people to set up and scale their online business where he can help navigate you through the next month to set up your programs and do all the basics. Um, but the big message we want to get across is it would be amazing. Imagine if you had a hundred online clients paying you 59 bucks a week or more, you know, you're earning an extra 250 K a year in revenue with maybe a few expenses with coaches and things like that. Um, it's an amazing way to make money. It's an amazing way to help anyone anywhere in the world. And regardless of what month it is, it'll limit your suspensions and also the cancellations within your bricks and mortar or boot camp facility um, to help help your business help more people um, so that you can earn more money and more so just get people amazing results. So would highly recommend reaching out to Dylan for sure. 
Yeah, and I think that's the big one. Even if you don't want to go and launch an online business, like you don't want to have a whole separate business, you should still have a platform that you can use in your brick and mortar to limit suspensions when people go away. Because whether we like it or not, people go on holiday. People yeah. have have trips and things planned. So I think we should have at least an option to minimize suspensions and keep getting clients' results. Yeah, and that'll be the training we run for you guys next week on actually the systems and the processes, what to say, what forms to have um, to limit your suspensions. So make sure you guys tune in next week. And of course, any questions, feel free to reach out to us anytime. You guys have the best day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the description below, there's a link where you can join our free Facebook group where we produce longer form content and give away valuable resources to help your fitness business grow. There's also six of our best downloaded resources. So go below and check it out now. And guys, we make these episodes for free, free for you. Make sure that you've taken notes and you're ready to take action. And if it added value to your life, to your business, please share it with someone else in the fitness community.